Unite the clans. Enoch. Let's go. Yo, yo, uh. Take me back to my reversion. Unite the clans. I give thanks to each person. It's that same holy water that we immerse in. It's that same tradition that we all each verse in. United we stand and divided they win. They united in their plans and divided they sin. If you think about it, they see us all for the same lands. Their biggest fear is that we all remain friends. Like I love for T Marsh and y'all podcast. I got love for Michael Matt fans. Ryan Grant, Rick, Barrett T. Flanders, Eric Sammons. Shout out to my boy, John Arrington. Avoid Babylon. I got love for Anthony and Rob Speak on. If you try, you're persecuted the same for the weak heart. Our rules go way back before the Genesis of Greek art, sweetheart. Why does he always do this thing? He always puts me on screen by myself at first. He's the worst. What do you think? I thought I kicked myself. I'm sorry. You got, I hate when you do that. You put me all along. I, I have this phobia of being on screen alone. It's this weird thing I have about being alone on screen. Six months of your channel was you alone on screen. They were all pre-recorded. Every Fair one enough. of those are pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. The first live stream I did was with you. The first yeah. trivia show. Yeah. It was like, uh, um, and we, we are missing someone. So we were supposed to have Joe Boca on tonight, and uh, he, he might be getting held up. So... We're not 100% if he's not making it yet. He's uh, he's under a little bit of stress right now, so I don't want to pressure him. I told I, I try whenever I send an invite out, I say, guys, no pressure. You can't make it. You can't make it. You know, usually people still come, but I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. You know, and uh, he uh, he had a busy show last night that we're not going to mention. So we're going to do unpopular opinions tonight, and um, we're going to start with. I put a poll up for the worst Christmas songs and the, the winner of the, of the worst Christmas song was play it, Rob. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on I've never actually listened to this whole song. Never heard it. That your baby boy would All right, that's it. I'm blocking Margo on one of my accounts. <laughs> All right, so let's turn it off. Yeah, we don't want to get a copyright strike. That too. So the thing is that um, <laughs> the reason this is an, an unpopular, so uh, well, I'm going to push back against typical Catholic trads, especially who don't like that song. So the reason I'm going to push back is I, ha I have a very specific reason why I, I don't hate that song. And it's because I think it is the only time that Protestants will actually meditate on Mary. So the the pushback is always that it's they do it wrong, but the, right. And listen, the answer to every one of the questions is yes, right? But they're not stating heresy; they're asking questions, right? So it's like if you have a Protestant listening to that song, they're actually saying, "Wait, now, Mary, did you know if your son would walk on water?" Now the thing is, do we know what? the the fathers say about how much Mary knew. Like we know she was sinless and so sin darkens the intellect. So Mary had a perfect intellect, right? Well her, her God. I don't know if that's necessarily true. 
I mean, not the sinless part. Clearly, that's true. Don't jump down my throat. Speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and yeah, she herself, right? Her soul was untouched by original sin. But I don't know if she was still affected by the fall of creation itself. Okay, so this is the only, this is the most problematic line in the song. So did, that the, the the son that you delivered will one day deliver you. Okay, so this is where well, it it's it's, true though. It's still true because did Mary know she was born without original sin? I don't know, and we know that her we know but, that Christ I mean saves her beforehand, right? Yes. So Christ still saves her. So the, the whole idea is I, I, I'm going to push, but I get it. I get why people hate the song. I'm saying I know Protestants. I have family members who actually only ponder Mary's life because of this song. That 99% of the time you hear Protestants treating Mary as if she is an incubator. And it's really disgusting and frustrating. But at this one time of year, you hear this song and they start to think and they say, wait, now, Mary, did you know that your son would one day walk on water? What are the, what are the actual lyrics? Let me pull them up. Uh, I have them right here. Um, Mary, did you know? Yeah. Your baby, baby boy would one day walk on water. Mary, did you know? Sons and daughters. Yeah, would save our sons and daughters. Nothing wrong there. Not that it look. Now, Mary, we what what do the fathers say about what Mary actually knew? So Mary's yes means the reason it's so profound is because she does have to say yes to the suffering, right? She's preemptively accepting the role of suffering she is going to endure and go through, and she still says yes. So now also when she's raising Christ, like I don't I believe that Mary knew he was going to be crucified, died, and buried, and rise again, right? Maybe not all the nitty-gritty specifics, but... Well, you don't think he told her and prepared her? I don't know. And it, none of it's dogmatic, obviously. Um, so so really the only... All right, so we hear in Scripture that she... You know the the sword pierced her heart. So I mean, she clearly and she and she says what she pondered these things in pondered, her heart. Pondered these things. Right. Yes. So so she's not she's not a psychic. She doesn't know everything that's going to happen. She's pondering these things in her heart. She's preparing herself for suffering that's going to come. Um, let's see. The, ooh, okay. So this at least provokes a theological discussion. Paul McCartney simply having atrocity just provokes me to want to hit my head against the wall. Right. So look. That's exactly my point, right? So it's something where I think that it actually gives... Uh, um, all right, so let's go through all the lyrics, right? So did you know your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Now, we don't know if she knew that in advance. So, okay, okay here's, what my, here's what my objection is. I think, especially uh, Catholics who don't have theology degrees and things like that, we go and we listen to podcasts and we hear a guy like Taylor Marshall come on, we hear a guy like um, uh, a Father Ripperger, things like that, and we hear something and we assume what they say is doctrine sometimes. Where I think a lot of like I think Taylor Marshall's giving his opinion sometimes, and sometimes and and 
I would imagine most of the time it's theologically correct, right? But when they say yes is the answer to every question, I'm not so sure yes is the answer to every question. It definitely, it's not dogmatically. Right? So um, is anybody, all right, so let's see. Isaiah said that the Messiah would give sight to the blind. Okay, so now Mary grows up reading the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so, I okay. All right, so maybe she did know the answer to that one, right? Now, did you know your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Now, that's not a pro- that's not foreshadowed. I mean, maybe it's foreshadowed, but it's not a strict prophecy in the Old Testament. I don't think, and I mean, not that I know of. So, I, I mean, the answer is not yes to every one of these questions. This is the most problematic line in the song is the song is the line that Enoch brought up, right? So, did you know that your baby boy? has walked where angels trod. Um, I think she would have known that, right? She knows that she is she's giving birth to the incarnate God. When the the last her, ones, that sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. She knew that. Gabriel told her that. Yeah, but it's still a profound thing to think about, right? So it's like, when I hear that line, it's like, it makes you go, oh my goodness, she did know that. Right. So it's like these are things that, that, that you're putting thoughts in people's heads that typically would not think of it. Yeah. And it's and it is creating a theological discussion even amongst Catholics. So I think if they just remove that one line that says or or at the end, if they had just said, yes, mm-hmm. done, fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. All right. So let's continue on. Let's see um, uh, that your baby boy has walked where angels trod. When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Like whether that answer is yes, it's still an amazing thought to think. It's like, oh man, she's kissing her baby and she's kissing the face of God. Like, I don't care if the answer is yes. There's something beautiful about pondering that for a second. Like this is something I probably would have never thought about if I never heard this song. Yeah. Now, I think I think people have a problem with it because Protestants put it out right. If you had a well-known, faithful Catholic put this out, and th- they described it as a way to meditate, people would be just fine with it then. Yeah, because it is a meditation on Mary. Whether you wh- whether it's theologically perfect or not, that's a different discussion. Um, so Phil says Mary grew up in the temple. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. right? But it's got nothing on. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? That's true. No, that is that is a beautiful song. Uh, well, wait, well, uh, what does that have no, to do? With not, not like Marty Hagen. <laughs> um, look, I want feedback from you guys because this is a very controversial song. And this one on my poll, I put out the final three in the poll of um, the final three in the poll were. Mary, did you know one? Clearly one. 60% out of 100. Second place was Last Christmas. Let's play a little sample of Last Christmas. Who's that by? Last Christmas by... It's like the George Michael or Wham. I think it's Wham. I see Wham, so... Yeah, put it on as Wham, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's terrible. Another one I've never heard. You've never heard this? No. It's not even possible. That is not possible that you've never heard this. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Okay. All right. All right. Turn this off so we don't get a strike. Now, there is no possible way you have not heard that because that is one of the most overplayed, annoying, horrific songs. So Here's the thing. When Christmas music comes on anywhere, anytime, I zone out. I don't listen. I don't care. I mean, unless it's one of the classics or unless it's like an actual uh um, but you go into a you go into a department store and this is playing. I don't. Right? I, mean, I just no. It's got it's nope. Okay, so now the song that got the least amount of votes, I think, is the worst Christmas song of all time. Oh no! Is this going to get me in trouble? With no, songs? not yet. Then we're going to go into that one because ah, I got to be yet. honest. We're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get you in trouble. Don't worry, I promise. Um, <laughs> um, so the song that I think should have gotten the worst did the best out of the three, which is she's, home. She's right over there. Anthony. Yeah, she's gonna stand behind you with a butcher knife when I'm done with you. <laughs> so wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney. Let's play a little That's- sample of. Now I just want to go over why this song is so horrific. Let's play a little sample. <laughs> she's gonna get you. When we get the Christmas shoes, she's gonna be upset. Listen to that synthesizer. Listen to the synthesizer. It's so bad. It's not even a Christmas song. This is so bad. Paul McCartney, when John Lennon left, when he died, like this. It's the worst. It's so bad. We have to wait for the hook, but I really don't want to go. I, don't, I might not have. I've heard this. No, stop it. Listen. Okay. Now, <laughs> how is... Uh, I think that's worse than Lennon's Christmas song. So Max saying which is worse, McCartney or Lennon's Christmas song. Now, Lennon's Christmas song lyrically is probably worse, which is... No more than, uh, what is it? Uh, war is over if you you know that one, right? John Lennon's uh, War I don't is know Over. That if, but... It's War is Over, I think. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It has to do with the Vietnam War. <laughs> Joe says, I never heard that. Yeah, I know. We're worried about copyright strikes. Joe says, uh, never heard that song. My ears just bled a little. Oh, please, no strikes. Please no strength. Oh, this is Christmas. Yeah. Everybody knows this one. What have you done? Now the thing is, this John Lennon song is a very melodic song, right? So the lyrics are not great, but it's it's a melodic song. Like it's a good song. It's not horrific. And and the Mary Did You Know is a good song. It's just a little problematic with the lyrics. Now, I said this is an unpopular opinion because if you read some of the comments about Mary Did You Know, like Taylor Marshall hasn't commented on one of my posts in a year or so. <laughs> and he decided to chime in and he said, hands down, the worst Christmas song of all time. Now, I just don't think it's that's a fair thing. To Do you say. know who the best member of the Beatles is? George uh, George Harrison. Mark David Chapman. George Harrison. Shut up. That's an evil thing to say. 
It's an evil thing to say. John Legend, Legend, I mean, John Legend, John, John Lennon, John, was a national treasure. John, Le John Lennon was a national treasure. How yeah, dare you? Mommy. How dare you say the Beatles stunk? It's not even. It's not even a remotely. It, you're just saying it to upset me. Just like I'm going to talk about the Christmas shoes song to upset Hope. Well, this right is now. unpopular opinions, right? Unpopular, unpopular opinions. opinions. Is that the Beatles suck? Yeah, it's just. Um, George Harrison, right, Phil? Phil, me and you are on the same page here. Um, now, now, Kyle, listen, it, it, I'm going to see, I'm seeing a pattern here. You and Rob are in your 30s. I'm a little bit older. And clearly, as you move down in the generations, they're worse and worse. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm borderline Gen X. What about someone that's older than you? White Wolf doesn't care. Has, has White Wolf ever had a good opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Let's we, read White Wolf's should, comment on your cooking video. How about that? We should have White Wolf come on this episode. It'd be perfect. That man's got bad opinions, right? <laughs> Brick, we know you're not a fan of the Beatles, but this is my point. Are they even just okay, you, Brick? You guys are on the same... You guys are around the same age. Now... I'm telling you, if you, if like, yeah, all right. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing for me because my dad loved the Beatles and I have memories of being on my dad's boat. And every time I hear a Beatles song, it kind of brings me back to being a young kid on my dad's boat and I'm driving the boat and my mom and dad are in the back having a little glass of champagne while I'm driving. I'm like 10 years old in this memory. It's just what it brings me back. It's the first memory that pops in my head when I hear any Beatles song. Um, put on get, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Uh, should have never told you I had this ability now. While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and you tell me this is a bad song. It is probably one of the greatest songs ever written musically. Maybe not uh, lyrically, but musically. Thank you, Phil. At least Phil agrees with me. It's one of the best songs of all time. Like, I'm not even... Oh, you're... this is terrible. The audio is terrible. That is a beautiful song. Like, that is not... I mean, I, I get that you like Iron Maiden, and I get... I, like, I get it. I, I understand. But you can't... Like, you, without that song, Enter Sandman never gets written, or like some of the softer, mel melodic uh, Metallica songs. I think metal... I think chronologically, yeah, it comes after... No, I know. mean the melodic metal songs like so when you have uh something like um what's oh man my metallica memory is terrible i haven't listened in a long time let me see put on ride the lightning not ride the lightning what's on the what's the soft song on ride the lightning i don't know hang on yeah because you're not even a fan hang on i like i mean Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got this. I got this. Hang on. Uh, 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 let me 
they say albums, albums, albums. Talking like for whom the bell tolls? Not for whom the bell tolls. I got this. Hang on. Uh, right, the lightning. Let's see. Album. Let's see. What is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, Fade to Black. This song. I have it going right now. Yeah. Says I should get a strike for trying to sing. <laughs> now is 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 he saying Maricone? <laughs> what is Ennio Morricone? What is that? That's not a Metallica song. I never heard that song. What is that? I do not know. Uh, 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 my first gift to my wife was the White Album. See, Phil, now I'm starting to understand you a little bit. I I know how old you are. So you're my parents' age, Phil. So you, my mom, um, <laughs> my dad loved the Beatles, but it, I'm starting to, your liturgical preferences are starting to mean, make a little more sense to me. You're a child of the revolution. Phil's a child of the revolution. <laughs> I mean, I get it now. <laughs> I understand. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. All right. So that was, I, I just wanted to say that, um, Mary, did you know, mainly that was what I wanted to discuss because I, there, uh, Enoch earlier had said the most problematic line in the song, which I a hundred percent agree with. So, um, it's, uh, where is it? Let me see. Yeah, it's the one where she it, did. You, okay, here it is. Uh, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? The child you delivered would soon deliver you. So, I mean, if you really want to nitpick, yeah. I mean, I guess it's problematic. It's not heretical. Is that heretical? You're supposed to be Mr. Contrarian and push back on my um, on my thesis here. You're be, no, you're a good cop tonight. No, that's I'm not heretical. Cop. I think that could be read in light of the the fact that, uh, you know, Christ, um, Christ's sacrifice on the cross was applied retro retroactively to Mary, right? Or she yeah. was still saved through Christ's sacrifice. I th I think um, Enoch's Christmas album is gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that B seventeen painted yellow? What is that? What is he talking about? Wait. Wing Kosar. All right, now I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Hang on. Oh, the song from The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I know what he's talking about. Let's see. Well, first off, this is the song he's actually talking about. It's Ecstasy of Gold. That's why I didn't... So, 
This one. Ecstasy of Gold. Play Ecstasy of Gold. Now, this isn't the Metallica version. It is. It's with uh, the San Francisco Symphony. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is an amazing, amazing, amazing version. Personally, if we wouldn't get a strike, I would like to start our show with that. That would, Have be... That, play- that would be the most amazing opener. It would be like, it-, it builds anticipation for the coming show. It's like, that is one of the best songs to open a if show only with. only we had a friend that knew how to kind of do stuff like that and change it just enough, <clears throat> Enoch. <laughs> the the problem is Opie and Anthony started their show with that song. Oh. So I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be accused of stealing. And I do love that our friend made our opening song. Oh yeah. Like there's something and and, and we get a shout out in it besides that, right? But <laughs> this but there's something so cool about our friend made that song and that's our show opener. It's just it's such a guy Ammons is mentioned in it too. Yeah, I know, dude. It's really annoying. <laughs> so that was our first unpopular opinion that we're pushing back on the tradosphere, tradosphere, and saying that Mary, Mary, did you know, is not heretical. I'm just saying it's a, it's an opportunity to actually speak theology to a Protestant if they enjoy that song, and you can actually talk to them and say, actually, you know, most likely Mary did know these things because the answer is not a clear yes on every one of those questions. I don't think, and. Too often you'll see, especially when you mention it on Twitter, people are like, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And to some of them, yes. But there's a couple that are not dogmatically yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, I agree. I, I actually agree with you. They still don't very, like it, personally. Yeah, I, well, people could dislike the song, but the reason they give uh, it upsets me a little bit. So, um, what I want to do next is I want to actually look up Marjorie Taylor Greene's. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene had. Um, so the next thing that we're gonna we're gonna discuss is the uh, bill that they just passed in the Senate on <laughs> same sex. What? Oh, nothing. I would open the Sopranos theme, but these are all things. That would get us a strike, so you can't. Um, I'm just saying you were skipping over the thing that gets me in trouble, so good. Oh, no, no, no. Let's go back. Christmas shoes. We forgot to discuss Christmas shoes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Hope, I almost forgot. Thank your husband for reminding me. We have to discuss Christmas shoes because this song I had never heard in my entire life. I never heard this song in my life. Trying to buy that last gift or two. Now, really, we, we got to make sure we don't get a strike. So, why don't you break out the lyrics? Okay. Um, why don't you break out those lyrics? Let's read over. The, let's go over the Christmas shoes song because, yes, Margo, it is definitely sappy. Oh, I missed Margo's comment. Okay, so it is definitely a sappy song. But me and Rob kind of picked up. Actually, you know what? We got to give this to Ben. 
Ben really pulled through on this one because I was on to it a little bit and I'm like, it just seems very Protestant to me. There's something like, I don't know, just something seems off. And Ben nailed it. Ben nailed it. I actually should find the tweet because Ben nailed it and then I enhanced it. It's like the secular meaning of Christmas, right? Is is really what it. Yeah, definitely. But it's even worse than that. It's even worse than that. I have them right here. Yeah, start reading the lyrics while I find this tweet. It was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line, trying to buy that last gift or two, not really in the Christmas mood. Standing right in front of me was a little boy waiting anxiously. Face, it's not even like built well lyrically as a song. Anyway, <laughs> it really is terrible. And in his hands, he held a pair of like nothing rhymes. Held a pair of shoes. His clothes were worn and old. He was dirty from head to toe. And when it came, it's time to pay. I couldn't believe what I heard him say. And here, here it comes. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve, and these shoes are just her size. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes would make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. Okay, now, oh, you got to go to the next verse with, with because the next verse is really so. This is where it's pulling at your heartstrings, right? So this right. kid, his mom's sick with cancer, and he just wants to get her these shoes. And he tells the guy online, and he's breaking out the change, and he's just a little short. So now go to the next okay. verse. Next line. Um, he counted pennies for what seems like seemed like years. Then the cashier said, "Son, there's not enough here." He searched his po- po- uh, pockets frantically. Then he turned and looked at me. Uh, Tell me, sir, what am I going to do? Somehow I've got to buy her these Christmas shoes. So I laid the money down. I just had to help him out. Uh, And I'll never forget the look on his face when he said, mom is going to look so great. Um, That's basically it. Okay. So now, so now hope says you take that back. You heathen Christmas hater, because root beer, which is Ben, Said the songs, the Christmas shoes without a doubt is the worst song. Um, Hope says, you know, take it back. He says, so many problems with that stupid song. Uh, so now I have to actually find my responses to him and stuff. So let's see. Okay. Uh, I can't find my responses. It's so terrible. All right. So Ben says, no, it's not. It's about a bum. All right. So Hope says, it's like this charming song about this little boy who just needs money and this guy it's about the Christmas spirit and, and you know, it's, and she cries every time she hears it. And Ben just goes, no, it's not. It's about a bum dude bragging about giving some leftover change to a kid and trying to pull your heartstrings while screaming, look how generous I am. It screams Protestant so badly. Because the, you kind of have to know the story of the song. So the song is supposedly a real story that happened to someone that got passed around an email chain that someone eventually made into a song. And then they, and it became a movie, right? It became a Hallmark movie though. So if you actually, I think it has Rob Lowe in it. Like if you watch, so I did a lot of research on this. I had never heard of this song before. I've never heard. It's not played in the East coast. This is a Minnesota song. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) It's, it's from someone some group called New Song, which I never heard of either. <laughs> Phil said it's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's the story of Guardians of the Galaxy. 
the kid's mom's dying in the hospital. It's actually really great. No, Stephen, uh, he was selling American flags out on the street corner. <laughs> after 9-11. <laughs> I said, first of all, this whole thing's a hustle. The kid, he scrounges up money, gives it to his mom. His mom goes and buys crack. Like, don't tell me. There's no way. This whole thing's a hustle. <laughs> Sick for a long um, time. Because of cancer? No, because of meth, kid. Yeah, Hope, have you ever heard the song about the orphan girl who nurses a nightingale back to health and then leaves it for Jesus at the church? That makes me cry. I've never heard of this song. Uh, the grift is strong with this song. I agree 100% wholeheartedly. Well, so, about it. yeah. about this guy, like you said, giving pocket change to a kid. Think how yeah, much money has been off of that stupid story. <laughs> the guy's break. Yeah, I give the kid a buck fifty so he can so he can afford the shoes. Meanwhile, the guy made seventeen million off the stupid song. I don't want to hear about his good deed for the day. I've had an. I've heard enough. That was like the. There was a, a cop in New York a couple of years back where there was a homeless guy who had no shoes on, and the cop goes into the store and buys shoes for the guy and gives the guy shoes, and the news makes the biggest deal out of him. Like this cop, he's amazing, and the cop really is an amazing guy. He goes and does that right. The cop goes back the next day, day. The bum's got no shoes on again. Like, what would the guy do with the shoes? I don't know. He sold the shoes. <laughs> Listen, he went to the store and returned them. Homeless people are nuts. Like, you, you think you're doing something nice for them? They're selling them for alcohol or drugs or. I mean, what you? it's really true, though. Most people that are homeless. Are homeless due to mental illness of some kind or addiction. They choose to be like homeless that. because it's easy for them to be. Listen, I'm not saying it's easy to live on the streets, but it's easy to check out of life and responsibility and just go, I'll go scratch a couple bucks a day. I'll get drunk all day. I got nothing to buy. I don't have to deal with kids that I got to take care of. But I gotta, you're just checking out of society and you're just drunk or high all day long. People are giving you a couple of dollars here and then, yeah, you live crappy. You got no clothes and you smell. But they're choosing to do this for the most part. You can't just like you can't just give homeless people a home <laughs> and think they're going to get their act together, bro. The guy really, the guy was a really discalced friar. <laughs> was really a discalced friar. Uh, he sold them for not a, not a Franciscan, no. Franciscans just, don't walk around barefoot anymore. They go to baseball games. Yeah, Phil says, "Don't tell me about what." Wait, about what? Did I miss his last comment? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Phil, the Guardians of the Galaxy comment was great. That really is the story of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Where is Hope, Rob? Um, over that direction, firing rubber bands at me from the rubber. Is she listening? Band. She's listening? Nah, she's not paying attention. Don't worry. Uh, no, but she can hear me, so she knew what we were talking about. Yeah. All right, so the, the, the next topic tonight. The next topic I wanted to bring up is the same-sex marriage bill that just passed in the Senate. So somebody uh, posted this comment, and they said, I got confused over the same-sex marriage bill. I thought it was already legal, which because of Obergfell, right? My cousin is gay, and he got married years ago, so I looked into the bill. Ah, it will allow the IRS to revoke the tax-exempt status of churches that hold fast to traditional marriage. Religiously affiliated adoption centers and foster care providers would be forced to close down for the same beliefs. A small business owner who chooses to only support traditional marriage would be able to be sued under this law. So my unpopular opinion is that this is a good thing. It will. Yeah. You're not supposed to agree with me. 
You never agree with me. All of a sudden, what? you agree with me. Well, that person said, due to do the Supreme Court case, it's already legal, right? Right. So yeah, this codifies it in the law, which would make it difficult for the Supreme Court to revoke Obergefell later. But who cares? How how well did that work out for Roe v. Wade? Right. Right. So I here's mean, why. I here's so here's why I think it's good. I think tax exempt status for churches is the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah, it neuters it neuters the church from discussing politics. It neuters the church from discussing politics. It makes the church cozy up to certain political parties, right? So I, can, I can you imagine what will happen to the USCCB if the government cuts off all the the tax fee tax free funding? They're you know it. liberal bishops because the liberal diocese that no one goes to mass in. They get all their money all from the government. Their money that goes away, government. and their power is gone. And so this is why I think this is a good thing, right? So this is like – so if you are holding to traditional marriage as a church, you lose your tax-exempt status. You lose your government contracts. You can no longer deal with the immigration crisis because you cannot – because you are breaking the law, right? Yeah. So it will actually force the church – to make a decision. Are we going to follow Christ or are we not going to? So you mean the USCCB will have to go and do a few bake sales? Well, my, my, my major point is this. It has been too easy for too long to be a Christian. It has been too easy for too long to be a Christian. And it makes it so that anybody can claim the Christian title. And I think those days need to be over. I think that it needs to be a little difficult to be a Christian so that you can weed out the people who don't really want that name. And I think, I mean, because it's not going to happen to just Catholics. It's going to happen to all, all the, you know, the right, the right wing evangelical churches too. And they're going to be just as upset at the Republicans as they will at the Democrats. I mean, this could destroy the two party system in, in the country potentially. Well, look at this. Father Altman. Everybody praises Father Altman. I do, I do like Father Altman as a like I think he's a a, a good priest and I think that he uh, truly believes the truth of the of the gospel. I believe that he believes all the truths of the Catholic faith. My biggest issue with him is when he got involved in politics and not he should have not only called out and said you can't be Democrat and be Catholic. He should be calling out the Republican Party as well. Yeah, he should not be rah rah Trump. The, the Republican Party is just as problematic, not just as it's definitely not nearly as problematic. Right. As it's, they're not equal. No, way. but they're both on the side of wrong. There, here's my here's my thing with the with the Republican Party. It's not a Christian party. Like they 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 welcome in the rainbow thing too. And in in my eyes, the rainbow thing is just as problematic as abortion. It is. I mean, you're talking about the corruption of morals to a degree where if you are going to welcome in the rainbow thing, you're welcoming in um, prom promiscuity that will lead to abortion. So whether you publicly support it or not, you're supporting policies that will lead to it. Like you you have to make a stand on these things. No, they're not on our side. They're not like it, they're not nearly as problematic as the left. 
but I have a hard time when people yeah, they're only for slaughtering babies up to six weeks instead of all the yeah month. like Lindsey Graham wanted, well well you know we'll make a federal law about fifteen weeks it's like all right great you're still allowing it to happen what was that I was just when you said Lindsey Graham I just said go pound sand yeah yeah, yeah basically but the the point is the 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 rainbow thing is all all. Christians talk about is the abortion thing, and yes, it's horrific, and it's the it's the greatest crime ever. But the whole the whole gender thing, the gender ideology thing, and and the rainbow lifestyle, is one of the most insane things I've ever. And there are too many these twelve Republicans that voted in favor of this. I I wrote something the other day. I said Republicans would go as far to get. Um, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> They would go so far as part two to partake in the activity of the rainbow people. Just so they don't seem just yeah. to not come off as being bigoted towards that group, right? So uh Mac, I agree. But the, the thing is the, the rainbow stuff leads to it, right? It's it's just causing lax laxity in in the sexual and sexual promiscuity, which will lead to more of that. They're not a separate issue, is my point. I'm not saying one is worse than the other, I'm saying they're the same issue. They are all one and the same. And also, I mean, like you said, not to say one is worse for the other, but which one is one of the four sins that calls out to God for vengeance? Yeah. I'm sure murder of innocence does too, though, right? Does it actually say that? And what, what are the four sins? It's um, obviously the, the rainbow thing. Um, so um, uh, so willful, willful, uh, willful, uh, willful murder does. So abortion Abort- does too. Is this in the cries out to heaven? The sin of Sodom, oppression of the poor, and defrauding servants of their wages. Yeah. Defrauding oppression labor. of the poor and defrauding servants of their wages. Right? That's a sin that cries out to heaven. So when they when when you hear modern people say I actually saw a, a YouTube short the other day where the, the guy was saying he's like, Well, you know, God wrote this book, and this is the God of the universe, and he got slavery wrong. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He did not get slavery wrong. De- de- depriving workers Ooh, of this their is wages. A, this is an unpopular opinion here, could potentially. What's that? The church's actual teaching on slavery. What is it? That it is not an inherent evil, it's such as abortion or things like it's that, not. that it can be practiced in ways that are moral. Well, here's the problem. When people hear... When people hear the word slavery, they think the Atlantic slave trade. Slave they, they, they think, uh, yeah, chattel slavery. They think chattel slavery, the Atlantic slave, the North Atlantic slave trade, or, you know, that's what they're thinking. And that's not historically what slavery was. Historically, slavery was, uh, well, let's just say the term indentured servitude yeah. was made up to rename slavery. That's historically what slavery was. Yeah. So it's it's like... And and the thing is, like so, back in the time of Christ, like you're you're hearing Paul say, "Slaves, be good to your masters," and things like that. the The point is, they uh, most of the time, uh, like, think about when the soldier comes to Christ, so comes to Jesus, and he says, "My my servant is sick." Like they would consider the servant a family member. This was a member of their household. It was it was they were it was like a son to him. That servant that was sick. Yeah, it wasn't slavery. wasn't like it was during the Mid Atlantic slave trade. It's just a it, very it, different thing. 
modern credit systems actually are probably more, I would say more are worse, morally worse than the ancient practice of slavery. Truthfully. Which is why you always heard the church speak out against usury. Yep. So like when you buy a house, if you're getting a loan for 14, a 4% interest loan, that's not usury. But when you're getting a credit card with 19, 20%, 25% interest, when you're buying a car and you get 20% interest rate on your car, that is usury. That is taking advantage of somebody who does not have the money and abusing it. A home at 4% interest, that's not usury. It's a little bit different. And it's a complicated subject with people. There's tolerated opinions, a wide range of them, really. Um, so it's hard to say, but. So, right, we are called to be slaves of Christ, but that slave is voluntary. Um, Anthony answered it. Uh, so, Rob, do you have any unpopular opinions? Because so far, these are all mine. Uh, well, the slavery one, probably. And the, the, the church oh, yeah, condemned slavery right. throughout history because even though it inherently wasn't evil, it is extremely difficult to practice in a moral way. So yeah. that's why the church condemned it and uh, worked very hard to end it twice. <laughs> you know, they ended it in the Greco-Roman world and then they worked to end it, you know, the Atlantic slave trade as well, too. So um, I, I OK, just because you agree with my my opinion doesn't mean it's a popular opinion. They're not. These are not popular opinions. You're hearing <laughs> my reasoning behind it. And that's what, so I, I mean, I'm talking, look, I'm talking about the typical track community here. Marshall went on and I, and I'm not talking bad about Taylor. That is not what I'm doing. He went on his show the other day and did a whole show about how Republicans betrayed us, but he never addressed what Rob and I just said. We should have named this episode Taylor Marshall as a problem. That would have got, <laughs> but that's not what I'm getting at at all. I am not talking smack about Taylor. I'm trying to say that the trad community tends to think in a monolith about certain topics, right? I mean, there's a lot of infighting about nonsense and minutia, but these, these generalities, I mean, I saw the influx I got from Mary. Did you know? I mean, even Enoch, when we started the show came out and he said, that is by far the worst song ever, ever, no matter what, because people think right away that it's blasphemy. Well, you, we want to talk about an unpopular opinion about music and actually about Enoch. Yeah, some of the comments we've been getting about her openings intro. Why don't we bring that up? Why don't I we bring agree. that comment uh, up? Let's, let's bring that whole thing up. Do you need me to text it to you or in IMS? And uh, no, I um, it'll it. take me just to find it. Yeah. So listen, we did the we did the trivia show on Meaning of Catholic yesterday, and somebody leaves a comment about Enoch's opening song, and he, it, it, the they, way they're they they're entitled to that opinion. Uh, yeah, but no, but he, it was a completely incorrect opinion because yes, afterwards, definitely. So the song you're entitled to have the opinion about what the guy winds up devolving into. So we're going to bring this comment up and you're going to see how off a lot of trads are in understanding why, first off, why Rob and I do what we do. Like we, okay. People have to understand how much thought, like we make it like we're the most uh, unorganized, unprofessional show. Rob and I put a lot of thought into what we do. We don't just, I mean, we make it fun and silly and we make it like we're a mess. It's not, a, first off, if you guys had any idea how much Rob does behind the scenes, like it's, it, 
I, I know I, I do in a thumbnail, and then when I found out he wasn't coming on, I had to modify it and f- find a picture of Anthony from 15 years ago and put <laughs> him in the thumbnail. Wait, that's me. Oh, you didn't notice? That's me in the thumbnail. <laughs> I have to see that again. Hold on. So Hold on. I'll, I'll bring that up. Bring that up because I didn't even recognize. I saw the thumbnail change, but I didn't really look at it. I didn't know that was me. <laughs> I have to see this now. <laughs> uh, let me find it. We put a, we put a lot up. We put a lot, put a lot of work into the mess behind the mess. Yeah, so that, but I'm going to explain a lot though because I want I don't want people to mistake our lighthearted sense of humor and making fun of ourselves like our self deprecating humor. I don't want people to. Uh, that is not me. Where is That's that from? Uh, let's just say I found it somewhere. Where is that's obviously me, but where is that from? I'm not going to tell you where because I don't want that source to dry up. <laughs> that's got to be my wife's Facebook. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> um, all right, so <laughs> so the thing is, people think that what like we make a joke and we say we're the you know we're a train wreck this and that. The thing is, I know I do a lot of the talking, and uh, you know we we. Rob allows me to do a lot of the talking. It's not that I have that role. It's Rob knows when not to talk because he knows I'm on a rant or something like that. My favorite shows are when it's just me and you because we actually have a real conversation, you know. But a lot of times when there's a guest on, like you, you kind of let me take the lead and let me steer where things are going to go. But that doesn't mean you are not as much, or maybe even doing more than I do. So it's like. We've tried to cultivate an atmosphere of goofing around, cult- and it, and it happened organically too. It wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent intentional, right? This was it was an organic development, the way the liturgy should have been. <laughs> it it started at um with the like if Margot went back and watched the first few episodes of Trivia, and we were like, we're going to have rules, we're going to do this, and it was like none of those things wound up happening, and we kind of like um we we improvised as we went and we saw how people were handling it in the chat and we kind of just rolled with it right like it was it was kind of just like all right look we're willing to goof around and make fun of ourselves and especially because we were new at it we kind of wanted a little bit of leeway to make some mistakes so we we just kind of rolled with like everybody goofing on us and making fun of us and stuff. and now it's actually part of the show like it, it's really is the yeah it is the show yeah, yeah yeah and I don't think there's another show doing that but Rob and I have had many conversations about what do we want to do like we've had tons of conversations about what direction do we want to take the channel in do we want to discuss certain topics do we want to leave certain things alone we've decided right off the bat we're never going to criticize the hierarchy under any so even when we had the conversation about the traditional mass the other day. None of us spoke than we're usually like to be, but but we didn't discuss the hierarchy. No, right. So we discussed the liturgy, and we discussed some some of the maybe some of the issues behind it. But we will not criticize the hierarchy, especially Pope Francis. I'm not gonna like. It's just not Rob and I. Okay, so I'm gonna get into something. We're just dads in basements. Yeah, I, I didn't finish college. Uh, I'm a high school dropout. I wasn't in theology. I have a bunch of books that I've read, but 
But I mean, that's it. I, I'm not anyone that should be talking uh, authoritatively about any of this. Yeah. So Margot said she held back from what she would say on her own, right? But we also we appreciate that. We do appreciate that, but we also taunt, like okay. So a lot of people don't understand another thing. There's a there's an there's there's two roles that get played here, right? So there's good cop, bad cop, and sometimes people think it's unintentional, like. I'm pushing back on things sometimes that I don't necessarily believe because I don't want a conversation to go in a certain direction and we get taken off in that. So, and if you read the comments from that show, so many people said, I really appreciate the balanced approach. There were people that said, I really appreciate the balanced approach. And that's because if me and Rob actually like Rob and I agree on 99% of things. Right. So, but if I see Rob going down a road, what would you say? Nothing. Yeah. So, if, the Beatles. yeah, the Beatles. <laughs> no, but <laughs> theologically, right? So, but if I see Rob going down a certain road, I could either make the choice to to egg him on and go further, and we could wind up going down some dangerous territory, or I could throttle it and I could say, "Wait, I'm going to push back on that." And you did a good job of that the other night because, from uh, well, really, things actually earlier in the day and the night before. I was kind of fired up about that discussion, and I was definitely heading that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you yeah, told so, me yeah, so the, the whole idea is that that's look, we try to play it off like we're a mess and we don't know what we're doing, but it, it's very, it's, it's, there's more thought that goes into it than people understand, right? And, and the, the whole point of our channel is we want to bring, we want to take some of the toxicity out of the air because there's a lot of toxicity out there. And there's, there's two different kinds of YouTube channels. There's the, the learning channel, which I love those. So, which is why I love meaning of Catholic. I think traditional Thomas is, is really trying to teach things. So that's the one kind of channel. Then you have the, the, the rad trad channel that's criticizing everything. Or just kind of generally the, the commentary. Sort the commentary who are nitpicking every bit of drama in the church. <laughs> Got it, hombre. But can we get back to the controversy? We're going to. We're not. We're not. We're not off it yet. Don't worry. So, but we're trying to just. We're trying to break down the fifth wall a little bit here. I just want. I want it as a train wreck. <laughs> See, now the the thing is that that episode with Margot even. So, what I was trying to do was when they were so like if if it was up to me and rob <laughs> there would be only latin mass and we would never allow the nova Zordo and it would just be and, but we would egg each other on with that and i said wait let me push back on you on that and and i tried to bring up some things that all oh, <laughs> oh did i get a screenshot oh no of what of what your face was stuck like this <laughs> all right so why don't we show the comment okay let's show the comment this is why this whole conversation came up uh, here we go so it starts at the very top you read it rob so uh if i'd had more time i w- would have blurred probably blurred his name out because i don't yeah, we're not trying to knock this guy. I don't want anybody going after him. We're just going to read his. We're just going to read his comment. But just please last do not. About five, lasted about five seconds because of the music. Gregorian chant would have been a better choice. So then Kyle, who was on the show with us, he said, it's, 
a video with a bunch of clowns having fun, not a liturgy. Right. So Kyle's Kyle was on the show with us and he's saying, dude, we're just messing around. Like we were just we're just goofing around. Like we're just having fun. This, this isn't liturgy. You guys don't because trads tend to go down this road, right? It's like, oh, you played secular music. It's like, first off, it's not really secular. Like Enoch is 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 giving Catholic themes to hip hop. I mean, it's a modern music genre. Yes. Is it secular? Yeah. No, 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 no. Really. I don't say secular. No, it's Christian. Um, right, right, Brick. Why does everything have the, I mean, we were just playing for whom the bell tolls, like, or uh, you know, like um, yeah, so go ahead. So the, Rob responds to him, and wait till you see the response he gives to Rob. So Rob wrote all this all the avoiding so, Babylon response. So he said Gregorian chant would have been a better choice, and I said, a better choice for what exactly? Our show hopes to exhibit to people that they can be truly Catholic in daily modern life, that the Catholic faith can bring joy even into the craziness of the modern world, and that all Orthodox and faithful Catholics should unite to fight our enemies. With those <clears throat> with those goals in mind, a song called Unite the Clans by a traditional Catholic, but in a modern music genre, fits the bill perfectly. And then he drops what I think is just a, a crazy comment. The Catholic faith isn't about joy, he says. Just think about that. Think about the absurdity of that. The Catholic faith is not about joy. So I actually showed this this whole thread to my wife earlier. And she was so angry. Like she was just like, Anthony, I hope you blocked him. I hope you got right. I'm like, just chill out. We handled it well, you know. So okay, first off, the media Catholic channel. We have no uh, I, I'm not going to block something like that on their channel. No, and I think I think he wasn't unchar like he wasn't ad hominem attacking us. He right. was giving right. a point of view that was a hundred percent incorrect. That's all it is. And Rob handled it perfectly. So, all right. So he says the Catholic faith isn't about joy. And then go ahead, go on from there. Do you want me to keep going with that comment? Yeah, keep reading his entire comment. Is about sharing in the suffering of Christ for the redemption of the world? And I would, I mean, I would, I, I agree. Like that's. The purpose of the faith is salvation, but that sure as the heck better bring you joy. But anyways, he says, also, your enemies are within you. It's very difficult to subdue them with the modern music assaulting your ears. Finally, if the comment about the clowns is true, Gregorian chant would give a significant contrast between what was being seen and what was being heard. Not sure what he was trying to get. I don't there. even know what that means. If Gregorian chant. If Gregorian wait, Gregorian chant would give a significant contrast between what was being seen and what was being heard. I would feel like we would be doing a disservice to Gregorian chant. Yeah, because we tried that kind of at the beginning. Of it doesn't of fit our channel. Like it just it look, look. There's a reason why we don't pray at the beginning of our our shows either, right? I don't want to be pretentious. It doesn't mean I don't want to ask God's grace on what we're doing. And I don't want God to bless what we're doing. It doesn't mean any of that. My mom wanted me to pray at the beginning of every show. She's like, why don't you at least do the sign of the cross? I don't want to be pretentious. And there's, I'm not going to say who there's, there's a guy out there right now doing kind of ripping people apart. He's like, you know, he's going after people and he's pointing out like some of the, like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as holier than thou. 
That's that's the point, right? So this guy's kind of like goofing around at, at making fun of how people are like, oh, I'm going to say the, the Our Father in Latin, and I'm going to do this in Latin, and I'm going to do that. I don't want to be a LARP. I don't want to pretend I'm somebody I'm not. It doesn't mean I'm not praying in my private life. It means that we're coming out to do a comedy show, and it kind of doesn't feel right to try to act like I'm a priest. I'm not. I'm not a priest. I'm 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 just a guy doing a show. And when we had uh Father Lavelle on Lavalon, he gave a blessing because he's a priest and that was appropriate. But it kind of feels off to me to to take that role on for myself. So Or if if we were gonna do like uh uh Lexio, you know, uh, Lexio Divina about scripture on an episode, yeah, maybe we do it then because that would be uh, fitting, I think. Yeah. More fit. Yeah, but we're going to come on and make fun of each other and goof around. It's it's almost inappropriate. Not that it's, it's a, not that it's ever inappropriate. Look, we Rob and I absolutely want God to we want God to 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 work through us through this thing that we're doing. And what we're doing is trying to lower the level of toxicity by kind of goofing on ourselves and not always doing drama shows and what what Jeremiah Bannister calls ambulance chasing uh YouTube. So if you're always looking to chase that thing that gets views, then you're kind of doing ambulance chasing. And it's, it's kind of like, this is why we don't discuss other shows. It's why we don't go after the most like dramatic topics. Look, we're discussing tonight, like controversial opinions. None of them have to do with the church, right? Like we're talking about Mary, did you know we're talking about like things like that, but we're not saying unpopular opinion. We don't think the rosary is this, or we don't think Francis is this, or we don't think the bishops are that. That's not what we're saying at all. We're saying this is a political issue. These are goofy songs that we're, we're giving unpopular opinions and trying to assess our, in our own lane. We're staying in our lane. That's all it is. Like we're, we're just we don't want to step out of place and try to be somebody we're not. We try to be trying to be authentic about things. So um, where, where else did he go with that? So, um, so then after that, I said, if practicing the Catholic faith, even the suffering, especially the suffering doesn't bring you joy, then you are doing it wrong. I mean, did the saints not have joy? And then I started just um, giving some, some quotes from scripture talking about joy and hope and stuff. So like sanctify the Lord Christ in your hearts, being ready always to satisfy everyone that asketh you a reason of that hope, which is in you. Um, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope and in the power of the Holy ghost. My brethren count it all joy when you should fall into diverse temptations. Um, Basically, Rob's quoting scripture to him, showing him that the Catholic faith is about joy. Like, it is about joy, guys. If you're missing that, you're missing the point. Look, it's be joyful in all circumstances, no matter what's going on in life. Look, the church is falling apart right now, right? There's all this, like, people are making it like we're in the greatest controversy the church has ever seen. And be joyful. And actually, thank God for it. And thank God, the saints of old actually were envious of the end time saints. I'm not saying that we're in the end times. I'm not even saying that. I'm just, the saints of the past said, though at the, at the end times, so much grace will be poured out upon the earth. It, it's going to be the easiest time to become a saint. So if you're not being joyful, you're, you're losing. How, how many of the martyrs joyfully suffered martyrdom? 
I mean, you hear that all the time in the lives of the saints, the lives of the martyrs, how they went to, you know, went to the lines with joy or, uh, I mean, St. Lawrence made a joke while he was being barbecued alive. So, uh, Brick says, the, my priest always said, you're the happiest person I've ever known with a kidney disease. I'm like, bro, if you can't be joyful and Catholic, you're doing something wrong. So, look, a lot of people don't know Brick. Brick has has to go through dialysis every day. Okay? This guy drove to Steubenville to come and hang out with us. Because there's something about the, the community we're forming here. It's like, uh, I do, of course, we have plus beeswax candles, right? Of course we have. I got 12 of them in my closet ready to go. Me too. So it's not it's not that any of us think that um, we're not in a crisis. We do. We're trying to lower the level of toxicity that's out there by just kind of building a, a community with our friends. Everybody is part of this thing. We try to share as many of the comments that you guys share. So let's see. What did Margo say? Uh, what did Haley, Haley say? Mary, did you know that someone would make a terrible theologically incorrect song about you. So Haley, you obviously just tuned in. You should go back. You're about an hour behind Haley. About an hour behind Haley, because you should go back and listen to why my unpopular opinion was that song's not that bad. And look, this isn't just a trad opinion, obviously, right? Not the song itself. The song itself sucks, but he means the lyrics. the, the, The point is that well, you know what? You should go back and listen to it because I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but it's the only time I've ever seen Protestants ponder the mysteries of Mary. That's it. It's just, I've never seen them 99% of the time. Mary is described as an incubator and she's not mentioned or of anything as she was just a vessel and that's it. And you know what? You get Protestants at this time of year to actually give a little bit of thought to wait, what did Mary? I mean, look, any mother, I see my wife with my children and it's like my son, my son just uh, had mono. And when you get mono, like your, uh, your spleen, I think it's soft, right? Yeah. Your spleen gets soft when you get mono. And my, my wife is babying my 16 year old son right now. And he's being driven nuts. And it's like, and I had to actually have a talk with my son because he's being rude to my wife. Like, he's like, mom, leave me alone. Leave me alone. He's been in the house with her for a week. You know, he's like, uh, what's it called? Uh, I, all right, Haley, maybe, maybe father Mike wants to come on and debate me on, debate me on this topic. I will have a, I will have a debate with father Mike. I'll have, I think him, he, I'll have him drive the hour and a half up here and come in studio. Come on in studio. <laughs> Somebody know father Mike, get him on here. I'll challenge him because look, even father Mike is not, is not infallible, right? How many times have, have uh, the Novus Ordo crowd said Father Ripperger is not the Pope? I'm just saying. And Father Ripperger and Father Mike Schmitz probably agree on this, but <laughs> Phil, I'll debate anybody on anything. If, I, if I'm passionate about something, if I am passionate about something, I will debate somebody on it. I won't debate somebody on a topic I'm not well-versed on, right? So, um, uh, the... <laughs> I, I keep wanting to bring something up, but I know I shouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I had this. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to bring something up, but I have to. I I have to stay. Uh, I have to stay away from it out of respect for my friend. But the, the question is, who talks faster, Anthony or Father Mike? Me, and I'm louder. That guy's got no shot. <laughs> the um, 
Yeah, so I'm watching my wife deal with my 16-year-old son who's so annoyed with my wife because my wife's like, you're not going to gym. You're not playing gym. You're not. She tried saying he's not snowboarding this winter. And he. I saw him riling up, and I said, calm down. Calm down. We'll talk. So I just drove him to his friends. Now, my son's not sick anymore. This thing happened already, you know? And I'm driving him, and, I, and I'm in the car with him. I said, listen to me. Your mom – I said – your, your mom is overprotective of you. She's very worried about you. I said, you know what you do? Stop fighting with her about it. Be grateful that you have a mother who's so worried about you. I said, look, she this just happened. It's fresh in her mind. She's worried. I said, you think I'm not going to tell your mother, knock it off, you're going snowboarding? Like, what are you worried about? Stop arguing with your mom and just be grateful that you have a mom who's so completely uh, enamored with you that she's worried about every little thing you do. I'm considering a new pattery, uh, parody. Peter, did you know that one day you're heir? <laughs> That's actually funny. Um, so no, it's like now if my wife is with my 16 year old son still, he's my baby. He's my baby. Just imagine Mary uh, like this. This song has made me really think a little bit hard. Like it actually made me think about like Jesus as a three-year-old baby. The creator of the universe is a three-year-old baby walking barefoot in the grass and the grass dancing at the creator's feet, touching it. Like it's, it's just, it's, I understand the song is not theologically perfect, but it's actually brought me to think a little bit deeper about Jesus as a child. That's not in scripture. And just thinking about like the grass must've been dancing when his, when his feet touched it. It's like, you made us, we exist because of you. We have our being in you. And then you have Mary seeing her little baby. It's like, I see my wife with her, with my son. I'm thinking about Mary with her son. And it's, I, I don't hate the song as much as everybody else. That's all I'll say. Haley, you have, do you have a boy, Haley? I'm wondering, because I know you have a baby. We saw you breastfeeding the other day. <laughs> uh, that scene from The Passion where Jesus falls. And Mary flashes back to Jesus falling as a toddler. How- you know that uh, you know that song Enoch did. Um, I'm so tired. Yeah, he put that to that scene. He put it on Facebook today, and I'm uh, on my break at work, scrolling Facebook, and it comes up. And of course, by the end of it, I'm you're weeping, crying. And- so every mother I know, when that scene happened, my wife bowls her eyes out at that scene in the passion it's it's such a touching scene because you see the mother running to her child falling and scraping his knee it's like it's it's just there's nothing like a mother and son bond and there's nothing like a father and daughter bond there's something there's there's something beautiful about those roles that god really gave us my daughter's um and what's funny is you know how i always talk about my my middle daughter who's a little standoffish she has yep. been so affectionate with me the last few weeks. Like I, to the point where like what she wants. Yeah, always. She wants when she wanted the kitten. Daddy. <laughs> but dude, I don't care. Like I'll eat the affection up. Like, yeah, go ahead. Get a kitten. I know I'm allergic to it and I can't breathe. And my eyes are tearing up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but my daughter loves me. <laughs> that's all I care. There's something about spoiling your daughter. That's uh, it's just, yeah. So Haley, you have three boys. How can you not like that song? I didn't watch The Passion until about two years ago because I believe the naysayers back in the day. What, what did the naysayers say? The because anti-Semitism, you know, I'm imagining. That, 
that uh, they showed history. Margot with my girls. I um, if you had any idea with my girls, like I, at this, I look. I want my girls to always. I want. Okay, a, a big part of this is because I see my wife with her dad, and my wife adores her father. Like she'll still run up and hug him, and like she would, she would go and sit on his lap. Still, she's forty. It's like. I want my daughters to feel that way about me. Like they, they, I'm so careful to that my daughters feel protected around me that I make sure I say, I love you and give them a hug and kiss goodnight every single night, no matter how old they get. It's, it's such a, 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 a especially because I've seen fathers and daughters get standoffish in those teenage years. Like daughters put a, put a wall up and they think their dads are annoying and corny. And it's like, I don't want that to happen with my daughters. I'm very careful to really make sure I have a, a, a good relationship. So I pick my daughters up from dance and one at a time. And I always make sure I turn the radio off. I make sure there's no phones. And we talk on that 20 minute car ride back from dance every day. It's a, look, Rob, your kids are still tiny. They adore you. They worship you. You're a God to them. But when they get older, it's a little bit trickier to have those conversations, you know, like, especially when your kids start seeing you're human and that you're well, not perfect. Maddie is like a three, almost four year old version of, honestly, I imagine what you were like at three or four and oh boy, listen, but he's still, you're, I know what your son is like, and I see him on your lap, and I see how much he adores you, and I see how much you are the greatest thing in the world to him, right? Like, I I, I, the, the, I don't care if he's rambunctious and wild. He's still, you're the greatest thing in the world to him, and he, he freaks out when you get home from work. Yeah, he does. He loses it when he gets home because mommy's been yelling at him all day because she's frustrating her all day. He, he's driving mommy nuts all day. So when you get home, you haven't seen him. And now Hope wants you to discipline him, but you're like, I haven't seen the kid all day. Like, I, I'm not going to yell at him. I'm not going to be mad at him. I haven't seen. You've been with him all day. I get that you're frustrated. I get that you're mad, but I want to play with my son now. This is a really tricky thing that husbands and wives it, go it's through. Hard. It's, it's, a tr- hard. it's a tricky thing but because I always see him two, two and a half hours before he goes to bed. You don't want to be the bad guy for three hours a day you see him. No, you want your son to see a gentle father. Right. So it's like I really like one thing that was always upset me is when my wife will call me while I'm at work. And it's like, especially during the summers when the kids are home and she'll call me, you have to talk to him. He's in it. And it's like, I'm in the Bronx. Like I'm in the South Bronx. What do you, what am I doing? What am I, you want me to have a talk with him? Okay. I get on the phone. Nick, listen to your mother. Okay, dad. <laughs> then I get like, what am I doing from the Bronx? It's not. <laughs> um, uh, violent yes, we compare it to everything is pretty tame. All right. So, yeah, it's like, so especially when they're your kid's age, like when they're Maddie and Iggy's age, you have to understand. Also, you have to have empathy for Hope's position because Hope's oh, with yeah. them all day and now Hope's pregnant. It's a, it's a tough position to be in, especially when, like, Iggy's getting to the terrible twos and Maddie's the older brother egging him into trouble, trying to get him into things. And it's a hard position for, for hope to be in. Mm -hmm. And you come home and first off, she wants, it's like you walk in the door and she can't wait to bombard you with everything. And you're like, just, 
chill out. I just, I just walked in. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, I just got home. Sometimes my wife will unload on me when I get home. And I'm just like, Nicole, can I have five minutes? Like, can I, can I just have five minutes before you, before you just, bah. it's like, just chill out. Give me a few minutes. <laughs> so I always, I take my time. I come home. I go in the bathroom. I take a shower. Once I get out of the shower, I'm a little, you know, depressed, like decompressed. Um, no, this isn't marriage advice. I, it's more parenting advice. It's like, so now when, when you get home and they're that age, the wife is just so wound up from dealing with the frustrations of kids bothering them all day. It's like, they want you to come home and be the disciplinarian, but you just want to be fun. Dad. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. Are you are you are you empathizing with what I'm saying here? Like I would imagine we're in similar positions, right? Like you don't want to go and yell. hundred percent, man. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think this is this is the this is the struggle for a lot of dads. I would imagine, especially dads that are out of the house working all day. They come home and they and I get depressed. No, I decompressed. <laughs> I decompress after the shower. I misspoke. But yeah, it's like a it's a it's a thing for us where you just you don't want to be the bad guy. You, you see, I remember growing up, my dad would come home and. It, he would sit in traffic the whole time and he'd be in a bad mood when he got home from sitting yeah. in traffic. And then my mother would unload on him and he would be pretty tough. My dad, like he was a, he was a tough guy to deal with growing up. And my brother Dominic would leave the house because he didn't want to have a confrontation with my dad. He would just take off. He didn't want to have where my dad, would, I, I didn't handle my dad that way. Like I'm, I'm combative. So I would argue with him. I thought, well, Dominic was so my brother Dom's a phlegmatic bro. He just, non-confrontational doesn't want to he just would take off and get out of there but i also don't want my kids to ever dread daddy coming home because i saw how my brother dreaded my dad coming home so i i come home and i do everything i can to make sure i'm smiling in a good mood give them a kiss say hello i don't argue with my wife it's a, it's a conscious thing i have to do so that i don't become the monster that i some of the times i witnessed my dad being yeah and I uh, I never had a good relationship with my dad either. Well, not that you didn't, but I'm saying I didn't. Um, so all I really learned from him is more how not to be a father, right? So I probably I probably veer sometimes probably too far the other direction, but it's just because I I promised myself from a very young age I wasn't going to be like him. So now that's the thing. You have two choices. You can repeat the mistakes of your father, or you could say, I'm never going to do those things. And and if the, if they were damaging to you, you have to make a conscious effort to never do those things. Mm-hmm. So my dad was great about, my dad taught us work ethic. He taught us to be a provider. He taught us you always stand by your family. Like none of my siblings will like ever tell you anything other than my dad taught my all my brothers my dad taught us to be men he really did he taught us to be men don't ask don't 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 complain about what somebody else is making you worry about you you go to work he taught us work ethic but there was because my dad had a very rough childhood he always had a a a harder time being uh affectionate with the the girls especially like my 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 sisters so i try to make sure i correct those errors and correct the error of coming home in a bad mood. I don't want to make those mistakes, but now, so what Phil said, um, I'm sorry, flash said, so flash said, 
we used to run and hide when my dad came home because he would make us do all the crap we were supposed to do after school. <laughs> but didn't listen to me. I, I, this is a really good point. So this, this, this is something I, I, I didn't take from my dad that I should have. My dad would wake me up every Saturday and make me go out in the backyard and rake leaves. I used to pick the weeds in the patio. So like we had Z block, Z block patio and weeds would grow between. I would be out on Saturday morning picking weeds and my knuckles were bleeding. It traumatized me though, but it taught me work ethic. So it's like, so now I don't do that to my son. First of all, because I had brothers and it was all the boys doing it together. So it wasn't as bad when you had help. My son's an only boy. And I kind of feel bad making my son go and rake all the leaves on the property. So I have a landscaper and I, and I let the landscaper do it. My wife is mad at me that I'm not teaching him work ethic and she's right. But at the same time, I hated my father growing up because of that crap, man. He drew it just, it was like every Saturday, my friends would be out hanging out and I had to work around the house all day on Saturday. One thing, one thing I've, I've come to realize much more as a parent now is you're going to screw up in one way or another. And your kids will, uh, you know, your kids will have to deal with that and they'll respond to it somehow. So you just have to try the, you know, as best as you can, because. Okay. So look, perfect. and you're not going to be perfect first off. Right. And you do have to leave room for God to work in someone's life. Right. So if you didn't make some of the mistakes you made, that leaves no room for God to have, to convert you. Yeah. Right. Like you do have to leave room for God to work and, and God is bigger than our mistakes. Right. So I'm going to make mistakes as a dad. I'm going to make mistakes as a husband, but some of those mistakes I'm, I'm telling you, my wife's conversion happened mainly because our marriage was going through a rough patch a few years back. Now, if our, it's like, sometimes the, sometimes things have to get a little rough for God's grace to pour in. Like God, God works best through our suffering, right? Like I, th- my marriage was on the rocks. I had to actually leave my house for two weeks and go and stay with my mom because we were just at each other's throats about everything. Every little thing we were fighting about, like we couldn't have a conversation. The communication had broken down so bad to the point where everything I said to her was kind of with um, talking down to her. And every time she spoke to me, she spoke to me like I was her teenage son. And we both only heard anger in each other's voices and it was like look i'm gonna go stay at my mom's for a couple days because this is i can't put my kids through this like it was just my kids all they saw was us arguing about things and it's like the worst thing you could do is fight in front of your children if my wife knew i was saying all this right now she'd kill me she, you know how many times she has the conversation and she says you're not revealing anything personal about us no no, no. <laughs> i've never told anybody she knew i told the story about the braces so when me and my wife were in middle school <laughs> 13 years old she had braces on and i come up to her one day and i'm like so we're in middle school together, and I go, I go. One day you're gonna get those braces off. You're gonna be so hot. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> when she got the braces off, she was hot. But I wouldn't date her before that. So now, um, yeah. So we were at each other's throats at this time. I left, and leaving was like this thing where um, it made us both realize first off how much we missed each other, but also how fragile things were, and my wife had gotten to the point where she just broke down, fell on her knees and said, God, I am at a loss. 
we can't have a conversation anymore. Please intervene in this marriage. And within a week, my wife had this amazing conversion, was on fire for the faith. Had with it, we went from not being able to talk to having the most beautiful experience as a married couple. It's like so, especially if if there's anybody out there struggling in their marriage. I mean, I was praying the rosary every day for our marriage. I was fasting for for my wife's conversion. I was fa- a lot of it had to do with um, the traditional mass and me going. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of tension there when I had my conversion and she hadn't had hers yet. It caused a lot of strife. Hey, girl, I remember how I said you'd be hot if those braces were off. Well, that's literally what happened. <laughs> so it's like um, it, it. It just it shows you that uh, it. Especially if you convert, you're ruining Enoch's episode on Monday. You're saying everything right now. Well, he's not going to have anything left to ask you. Well, it's his audience we're being introduced to, too, right? What do we got? Fifteen people in here. Fourteen. And, and also, I'm interested to get to know you on Enoch's show more than me, right? We're just having a conversation. Oh no, no, no! He's going to ask you all. <laughs> the funny thing is, we're going to go on there, and hey, I'm going to hey, look who it is. Look who it is. Oh, um, oh, Connor McHugh. What was Connor doing tonight? You know, he didn't tell us, did he? He w- I, was actually really rather quiet. It's funny. I was signed into Meaning a Catholic last night. And when I went to sign into StreamYard tonight, Meaning a Catholic was on. And I, I accidentally signed in. And I, I saw Connor on Meaning a Catholic tonight. You did? Oh, Connor was no. on Meaning a Catholic. But he never mentioned know. it to us. He didn't tell us. He didn't try to ask us to promote it. Nothing. Group chat with them, and he didn't say it. No, nothing. Yeah, hey guys, all. I'm going to be on being a Catholic tonight. Nothing. All right, Connor. You see how it is. <laughs> uh, Rob, I've started a daily decade of the Rosary because of what you said the other night. What did I say the other night? They're confusing me and you again, night. maybe. <laughs> Yeah, guys, if you ever want to catch a good episode, uh, Connor interviewed Enoch on his his channel, and it was a really good episode. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You see, he was – everyone confuses us. That's not that's good. <laughs> yes, it was me that said praying a decade of the rosary at 3 o'clock every day because of what the, the Chinese priest told me, guys, remember? <laughs> but – Enoch started the bit. That's really where it comes from. Enoch mistakenly said, thought Rob said something that I really said. Nobody's really <laughs> mistaking you for me, Rob. It's it's whenever somebody, here's what happens. If I ever say something like of value, they just assume it was you. <laughs> like if there's any value to it at all, it's like, oh, Rob must have said it. There's no way Anthony said I like, anything. I like how that one guy took uh, in the comments on your 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 short you know, your misogyny short really did think I was the one being misogynistic. Yeah, I know. Like, people didn't get that bit. Well, one person didn't. Right? Coat Ross or Coat Ross. That's like, what I mean. Yeah, like, I thought- how did he not get that you actually didn't say you were like, you were just that you said I mean, something and I, I took I was, it. wasn't moving. Well, you know, your voice was there. My mouth wasn't moving. Why am I the misogynist? Rob, I know, man. You keep saying these misogynistic things. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. no. 
Rob, that's an excellent point on the whole value. <laughs> so you're going to do uh, that all, all. Yeah, all I, obviously it's the new bit. I like this show because it's like the coming home network for regular people. I mean, it seems like it seems that every story has to be about some dude who wrote 25 books. So, um, we're, yeah, it's like, I, I always enjoyed shows where you got to know a little bit of the, of the host's personal life. Like I just did. I always like, I, I mean, I used to listen to like regular radio and stuff. And like, when you're, when you're, when you're watching a guy all the time and you're listening to a guy all the time, you kind of like, you want to be let in on a little bit of like what's going on, you know? Yeah. And, and the, uh, the bits, which I mean, they, so much of it is really just a bit, but it's also, it does make you feel like you know them, really. You know what I mean? Well, I, I'll say this. Part of it is, of course, accentuating the, the dumb Italian thing. Oh, yeah. But you guys are definitely meeting the real me. Like, Rob hung out with me. Like, I'm. this is me. Like, I'm not, he, I'm not putting an act on. It down. He is toning it down. Yes, he gave especially. the biggest bear hug of my life. I'm taller than him, just barely, but a little bit. He, uh, he wraps his arms around me and lifts me about three feet off the ground. <laughs> in my ear. Well, I, I, I was, I, first off, I mean, I said, I said it the other day, like the, the progression of how this whole thing has gone. It's, it's funny because we talk every day. I mean, you and I talk every day, like throughout the day. It's not like we text in the morning. It's not like me and you talk throughout the day. I talk to you and text you more than if my wife texted me as much as <laughs> it's true. That is him. And yes, he is short. Rick, like five. Rick, you're five, like ten. six, five, man. Everyone's yeah, he's six, five. I'm five, ten. Come on. Five, nine or something. Um, so, uh, all right. So Margo says that's how she feels about uh, Walsh and Knowles. But I don't I, I don't listen to a lot of Walsh and Knowles. I, I listen to more Walsh than Knowles. I, I really do like Matt Walsh. Um, I don't listen enough to know how much of their personal lives they reveal, though. But when you are watching somebody every day, you do get to feel like you know them. Right. So it's like I, I try to let you guys. And that's why, honestly, that's why I wanted to bring our wives on the show for the temperament, because I wanted I wanted them to meet the women behind the men because Hope said the other day, if it wasn't for her, this whole thing doesn't happen. Hope volunteered Rob for the first trivia show. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be who I am. So yes. And same thing with Anthony. So like whatever you guys like about us is at least in part due to our wives and things like That's that. It's kind of it's it's kind of why I'm all for uh meeting your spouse young. And maybe in high school and marrying your high school sweetheart. I really think marrying your high school sweetheart is, is a. I'm not saying it works for everybody. I do know a lot of um, high school sweethearts got married and their marriages fell apart. Who would have thought a guy from New York and a guy from Minnesota, uh, the odd couple? So the, the thing is, the temperament show revealed a lot to us. Well, to me, really, because Rob kind of knew this stuff beforehand. I had no idea about any of it. But because I'm a sanguine choleric and Rob is a phlegmatic melancholic. I don't think there could be a more compatible temperament for than Rob and I. So a choleric is a very hard temperament to deal with. They're very rough around the edges and, it, and very rough around the edges. Margo, it, it's not too late. Shut up. 
Uh, no, I'm not saying, listen, and that's not, and a hundred percent not, I'm not saying that's the only way to go. I'm saying the value in it is that my wife and I, and I can only speak from personal experience, but because my wife and I have been together since we're teenagers, she has, her and I have grown up together. So we started as immature teenagers and we became adults together and we grew up together. We matured together. When I had my conversion, because we were so close my conversion had such a drastic effect on her that it led to her conversion. The same thing with you and your wife, like you were in your early twenties and your convert, your wife let you take the lead. And when you took that lead, she, she was willing to listen to you. So if you get married later on in your late thirties, you're getting a, a girl who's been jaded because she's had all these bad life experiences. It's not as simple to just tell her, Oh, I'm Catholic. You have to become Catholic. It doesn't work like that. You really do grow together and you become adults together and when you become adults together now you have this foundation there so i was just telling how me and my wife had that rough patch a, a, a couple of years back it was, it was probably like five years ago when i stayed at my mom's and if we didn't have that 15 year foundation to fall back on i don't know if we made it i see how many marriages get divorced my wife because we've been together for all those years was like look go stay at your mom's for a few days but the divorce never even crossed our minds never entered the picture Women seem to mature much faster than men. Men don't get rest of their body. I freaking love him. <laughs> you know, if the traditional Catholic rapper thing doesn't work out, traditional Catholic stand-up comedian would. Dude, I would love to watch Enoch just do a stand-up routine, man. He is a pisser. <laughs> I'm so excited for Monday. Like so excited yeah. to just so every time we've had Enoch on, it's been trivia, and it hasn't been. We haven't been able to just like, like I'm dying to just riff back and forth with him, man. It is going to be, it's going to be a fun show. While we're on the subject of Enoch, for those that aren't familiar with him, besides our intro, let me just let me just throw this up on the screen with his with his music. I don't think, I don't think we'll get a copyright strike for this. I don't hear the music, Rob. I see the video. I don't hear the music. Not working. Rob, we don't hear it. We don't hear it. You guys aren't hearing that? No, we see it. We don't hear it. Oh, <laughs> I'm yelling at you, and I knew you couldn't hear me. It's in your <laughs> yeah. Everybody's saying Rob, no music. Rob, no music. Rob, no music. <laughs> Enoch loves the Beatles. <laughs> I should have been playing. I don't know why. Whatever. Yeah, dude, Botriff is a is a funny guy too, man. Like Bo, like uh, okay, Mac Botriff. Uh, even Jeff, uh, who hasn't been around lately, but Jeff is very funny. We have some of the funniest people in our audience that are regulars who are here. Like our show isn't funny without our, our, our regulars. And a couple of them we had to reach out to privately, Mac, uh, Joe Botriff, uh, Jeff, like we had to reach out to them privately and make sure they were okay with us going on meeting a Catholic Uh, and like, we're, so not, not pun, not Jeff the punster. 
Jeff the Punster is funny. We're talking about G. Yeah, we're talking about different Jeff. Um, But yeah, why couldn't we hear the audio on that? Um, I don't know, honestly. Jeff is funny. Jeff does dad humor. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff the pun, pun Jeff, Jeff the Supreme Pontiff. He's doing very uh, innocent humor. Like this, and I honestly like the goof is I pretend it's like oh here he goes again. But Jeff is very funny. Like, and he's very creative with puns. I've never seen anybody have puns come so quickly to them. So I do too, Margo. I can't stand them, but it is a talent to be able to come up with a pun that quickly. Uh, Daniel Gay says, rap isn't music, discuss. <laughs> now, um, Daniel Kay is, I'm pretty sure Dan does the clips for the Taylor Marshall clips. I'm pretty sure that's who that is, right? Uh, Dan, if, that, if I'm right, I'm pretty... He does that, yes. I'm pretty sure Daniel K is the Daniel K that does the the clips of the Taylor Marshall show, and he's a really good guy too. I've been I've been friends with him for probably five six years now. Um, yeah, dude. Can you guys hear this? Let me see. Hold on. Now we hear that. Well, that's just the that's that's iTunes, so I can't play that on the video i don't know yeah so you guys so enoch has it on his facebook page right yeah so you guys should go follow enoch on facebook and check that video out so he has music to that scene from the passion and it's it's pretty amazing um who is the daniel the daniel (laughs) Yeah, I hope you're getting paid for that, Daniel, because you do do a lot of work, brother. Um, the Maccabee shirt, my yeah, profile. That is, what is a T- uh, Taylor shirt? Um, well, I just, I mean, Daniel, we, you and I have been going back and forth and having conversations for five years now. So anytime I see Daniel K, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. But um, uh, Rob's asking uh, Fawaz when he should actually line that up. Let's see if he can maybe set that up. But. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we we got into we did get into marriage advice a little bit. Yeah, like if you're if you're a, if you're if you're if you had your conversion, like we should do an episode on um, people who are dealing with family members who have not converted, because that's a very painful thing to handle, right? That's like a really difficult situation to be in, especially if it's a spouse. That's a, that's a tough We're one. Trying trying to get my mom back uh back to the church so yeah my dad my dad hasn't gone to mass in years right so what i'm what i'm going to do for my dad is in advent i'm going to offer all my fasting and praying up for my dad's conversion so i went to a i went to i know people are gonna be crazy about this but i went to a, a retreat with a charismatic priest and this priest was pretty crazy he, he definitely had some kind of gift because on the way to the retreat, my cousin, my cousin, ugh, another cousin reference, my cousin Eddie and his wife came. It was my, me and my wife went and on the way there, my cousin's wife hadn't yet fully gone all the way with the church yet. So now Enoch knows my cousin. So we're going so, to this retreat. 
You got it? What? What was that audio that just popped in? I thought I heard audio. Might have been an echo or something. So the um, on the way to this retreat, the my cousin's telling his wife about Padre Pio and all the miracles of bilocation and all this stuff. And she's like, come on, that's crazy. There's no way. There's no way that's not, you know, and she doesn't believe any of the things he's telling her about Padre Pio. So we go to the retreat. We go through the whole day. And at the end of the retreat, you go up and the priest prays over you. And I go up and he prays over me and he says, you need to stop praying and sacrificing for your father's conversion. Now, he doesn't know if my father's alive. He doesn't know my dad's not going to mass. This is what he says to me. I'm like, wow. Like, this has been something that's been on my mind for a long time. He says something to every single person as they go up. When my cousin's wife goes up, he prays over my cousin's wife and says, Padre Pio wants you to know you're his spiritual daughter and he's praying for you. My cousin's wife lost it <laughs> like they had the conversation on the way to the retreat and then he says that to her at the retreat and he was she was just like um what is going on right now like it just blew her mind she couldn't believe it and that really had a very significant role in her actually uh coming all the way into the faith and now she's i mean you never met somebody so on fire for it she, she's such a beautiful person my cousin ariana uh Anthony, you need to stop eating the spaghetti. Why? My stomach, my gut just hang out when I stood up. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I... I don't know. But all right, guys, we're at an hour and forty. Did we miss anything, Rob? I thought that was a good show. Guys, you gotta have. You guys have to leave comments after the video is over because that really does help the algorithm. You guys have to share it on social media. Like me and Rob are so bad at the beginning of the show with saying like, subscribe, and all that stuff, and it kind of dawns on me at the end of the episode, but. I hate like peddling the. I hate when you tune into a show and everybody does the whole routine at the beginning. It's like you guys know what to do, but please like it. If you got like the funny thing is, like forty percent of the people who watch our show aren't subscribed, and those are returning viewers, not even returning viewers. viewers that come back are not subscribed. It drives me nuts. Yeah, man, we're so close. We need to hit to a thousand subs, man. So we're very close. We're 180 away. So it's like, if you guys aren't subscribed, please subscribe and then share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, share it. Like, I think everybody says Facebook is the place to share it. It's like uh, the best out al the algorithm, really. I've tried it and yeah. I think most of my family and like friends on Facebook probably have me muted for all my non-normy opinion so well let me fact, let, my brother even told me he's like dude everyone that knows you has you muted on facebook i don't that's why i don't but rob that's why i don't do it you see how like you see my instagram my instagram's a lot less like i don't yeah, i didn't i don't like catholic. it's your your instagram family it's family and, and yeah. i'll post some catholic stuff but i don't overdo it because oh, i right. don't i don't overdo it because i don't want to push people away and be like oh he's ranting about it. like i don't want anybody to think because that's really my family it's my wife's family and, I, and i'm not going to expose them to this because i don't necessarily want those people seeing what we do on here like my, my wife's my wife's gay friends uh, follows me and stuff like and we just had this whole conversation about <laughs> like what we did tonight so i don't necessarily want those people exposed to what we do here um the thing is if if you guys found our show from a place other than 
Twitter. I want to know. That is so so. If this, uh, also, I want to know, Flash, is your guardian angle obtuse or acute? Guardian angle. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know how you found our show. If if it wasn't Twitter, if, if you found me on Twitter because you follow me on Twitter, that's one thing. But if you if you found our show through a different avenue, whether it was Telegram, meaning of Catholic, or if the Twitter algorithm showed it to you, is what I really like to know. I want to know if anybody catches this show because the algorithm showed it to them. We're I didn't realize you put your other Twitter account on the we're streaming this video to four Twitter accounts. Four right Twitter now. accounts. But the but the Rob, my old Twitter account that I got back, I forgot to even talk about that. I, I woke up like this morning. Nineteen hundred followers or something. 19, like that. Well, first off, I started this morning with eighteen hundred. I got a hundred new followers today. My my new account that I had to make because this one got banned is only at fourteen hundred. So we now have, and I'm sure there's a lot of people on that original account that weren't on the new account. My yeah. original, original account, I think I had like 2,700 or something like that. And that one is, I think that's permanently banned. But I'm probably going to make this, the one that I just got back, I'm going to either make it the Avoiding Babylon account, or it's going to be some kind of parody goof account, or we'll figure something out. It'll be something with me and you collaborate on, whatever it is. You'll have access well, if- to it. Yeah. We'll share it. yeah, we could. Um, we could turn the current. Wow, Babylon this is, this into is a awesome. Wait, Samantha found the found this show through trivia, and she found trivia through the algorithm. Well, I didn't. Eporos says that too. YouTube recommendation. So algorithm. I had no idea that YouTube was recommending us anywhere. And then also let us know what you think of the show. Like we want, we want feedback because people don't usually leave comments on our show. And I mean, we, we, I think tonight we really kind of laid out, especially for new people, we kind of laid out what we're doing, right? This Mm -hmm. is, this is Rob and I, what, what we're aiming for here. So if you guys are enjoying this, we really would love to hear it. It can be feedback on anything. It can be feedback. uh, Oh, we love hate. Bring the hate. Yeah. But but (laughs) I mean, like on the new, on the new logo that we just did, it could be. That looks like a biohazard what? symbol. It doesn't look like a biohazard. <laughs> <laughs> that rotten man. That rotten, rotten man. Oh. Uh, I think but, I need, mean, I think you need bad mouth famous cat pundits. <laughs> he tried that with his uh, Kennedy Hall is a problem. Uh, let's see. The first episode I saw was the one with Eric Samus and Flanders, and I'm subscribed to both of them. Okay, so maybe one of them put it on their community page. Oh no, you know what happened? We Tim actually put it on Meaning of Catholic. So that's probably what happened. You probably saw the first episode on Meaning of Catholic, and then we told you to go and subscribe to our channel. So yeah. um oh Phil, please, Phil. I I love Phil. I I, I honestly I, I really, really do like Phil. Phil's a ball breaker. He breaks my chops all the time, but I like that he speaks his mind, and I like that we can have a civil conversation. So, um, Light of Christ says, "Ooh, what did Light of Christ for say? the re- for the record, Light of Christ? That was probably just Anthony and the Wolfpack." <laughs> Through a commenter of Jeremiah's channel saying the trivia was about to begin about three months ago, and I'm liking these discussions as well. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate you guys, man. It's like we, Rob and I, are look, we're we're chiseling from the bottom, we're trying to work our way up. And it's not easy, especially when you don't have a bigger channel shouting you out. And it's not easy when you're not playing uh, in in ambulance chasing. Like I could look, Rob has been holding me back from going after somebody because this is somebody that is really doing something in bad faith. But, I, the, I, 
It's God. for the best that you hold back, Anthony. Yeah. Don't you do it. No, 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 I am. Because I'm I'm heeding your word. I'm heeding your advice. And I do trust. If Rob says something to me, I do listen. The person that I'm talking about deserves it, though. They're not in, They're not a good faith actor. And I don't know if Rob will be able to hold me back forever. <laughs> but I really don't want to do ambulance chasing. That's a really a big part of it, right? So, um, yeah. but one day I may not be able, it won't be ambulance chasing. It'll be me just having to put an end to what's going on because it really is outlandish what's happening out there. But as of now, I'm not going to go there. I, I'm cu- Margo, we didn't have an old one. There was no old logo. No, we would just we'd throw up like the papal keys for yeah, trivia. Like, and it was different every episode. There wasn't an actual logo. No, Margo, of course it's not you. I, I'll, I mean, I, I don't even want to give the person any recognition because they're a very small outfit. Ipo, uh, Ipo Rose knows. Um, yes. Uh, uh, right? Uh, yeah, if you're, in, if you're in the Wolfpack chat, you will know who we're talking about. Um, yeah, so uh, Margo being live on Catholic Answers in the chat was Margo on Catholic Answers. Being live on Catholic. Uh, oh, she was a fan. She was a fan girl. So Margot was in the live chat a lot. Um, Brick, I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off. Lot. It's not that I don't want to tell you guys. I don't want to say his name publicly and give him it. I don't want to give him any more recognition and actually we boost don't. his his name. Also, don't want to draw attention to us. I don't want to draw attention to it either because here. it's it's actually it's. I just I just what he's doing is is just it's just dirty and gross. So, but guys, we had a fun night tonight. Like I said, please leave comments. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know if you're enjoying this. Uh, and let us know if you like the shows with just me and Rob. If you guys like, I mean, I love having guests, but I also, lo- I mean, I think what we've been doing, is, our wives are going to kill us because we spend more time with each other than we do with them. So we're going to have to take a little hiatus for Thanksgiving, obviously. And yeah, Hope's going to kill him. Nicole's going to kill me. So, <laughs> oh, Except your wife's not even home right now. No, she doesn't care. Her friend canceled on her. You're she's, a dead man. She was so. I'm like, I'm like, she's like, why don't you cancel? I'm like, I'm not canceling it. I thought I went out of my way to make sure Rob had it open. She's, dude, she's been upstairs the whole time. She was like, we finally have a night alone. All my kids are out hanging out with their friends. It could have been me and her sitting on the couch watching a movie by the fire. And she you're is an idiot. So Nah, you're an idiot. (laughs) I like hanging with you guys. So, yeah, we originally planned this because my wife was going to be out with her girlfriend tonight, and then her girlfriend canceled on her because a family member died. So let's actually pray for my my wife's friend's uh, cousin who just passed. Uh, She had lung cancer. She just passed. I don't know her name, but let's just offer us. Also, in addition to that, uh, I don't know if he... One of the one of our viewers and a member in the, our Telegram chat also just had a miscarriage, so make sure you pray yeah. for her. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say yeah, look, name because I don't know if you'd want me to. But no, nah, don't, don't you don't have to say it publicly. But look, any any couple suffering through uh, the loss of a, uh, of a baby, especially in the womb, it's it's a lot. It's very difficult. It's more difficult for the for the woman than it is for the man because men, I think, um, especially the. Uh, men have a hard time bonding with a child until after, I'd say, eight months. 
right? But for a woman to lose yeah. a, a child in the womb, it's it, I mean that's that's a part of her, and that's really is heartbreaking. We'll do you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll do the next Robin Anthony episode. Will be um, uh, tips for if you have kids and keeping your kids in the faith because Rob's going to be dealing with that very soon, and I'm going through it right now with my three kids. So maybe we could have another parent on and just see if they have some tips that they could give us. That might be a good one with Eric Sammons. So we have Eric Sammons coming on for Advent, but maybe while we have yeah. him on, maybe we'll see if like Eric's... Half and half. Maybe we'll see if Eric's son wants to come on too. That might be a good one. Yeah, that would be interesting. What What about What about Nick? My son Nick? He would come on. Yeah. He would come on. I mean, you you say how he how much he loves the faith. Yeah, I, he's my cool, son. Nicky it'd be cool shocked. to hear from him what he what he he loves learning from you. That'd be kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'll ask him. He's uh he's uh he, he kind of thinks he's too cool at the moment, but no, he's uh, like my son will actually say to me, he'll say, "Dad, I got to go to confession." But you know, like he actually enjoys going. He's um my son is uh. uh I ha- he, he, I never question if my son has the faith where I, I'm very open about it. My middle daughter is the one I struggle with the most. My youngest is so curious and my youngest is also very eager to please. Right. So my youngest is sanguine phlegmatic and she just, she just wants that. Like yeah, yeah. She's my wife. Exactly. So it's, uh, Oh, Daniel watched the, the interview with my sister, which really Rob did a lot of that interview. So um, if you guys haven't seen that, my sister is actually um, in a. In oh, a, yeah. A, uh, Chrissy. I'm, Chrissy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So my, I, think I was sister, thinking about your cousin. I'm like, I wasn't even a part oh, of that. No, one. no, no. You interviewed my sister, Chrissy. And Chrissy is um, she was she is in her aspirancy right now. She just did three weeks down with the Passionists. She just got home. She's going back right after Christmas again. So she was accepted. And my sister's going to become a passionist nun. That's that's amazing. That's Daniel, awesome. you might have to set that up for us, buddy, because I, you know what it is? So many people ask Taylor for interviews. I mean, he did do one with Connor, but I would love to get Taylor on. I the question is, what, does, uh, does he follow your old account that you just got back? Yes. And I could send, I actually have the DMs from my old account. <laughs> I have old DMs between me and Taylor from my old account. So um, maybe I'll shoot him a DM. So Flash. Well, he is busy, um, that's, the, that's the thing. He's very busy, and I don't want to be that guy either, you know? So I, I don't want to annoy people when a guy like <laughs> Along those lines, are there any no, cat? I'm laughing at what you just said. No, well, here's why. Taylor I don't want is, to be the guy that annoys people. I, do, I don't mind annoying people that I think – like, all right, Taylor's the the biggest guy doing this, dude. Yes, he's yeah, the, I know he's the biggest guy doing this. You can't have a show with eight hundred subscribers pestering you. Like, look, I I Eric Sammons, he he's a guy who I was kind of friends with beforehand, and I I feel like um he was really the first guy that I really talked into. And, well, a paleocrat, you know, Jeremiah and Tim Flanders, but I was, I was, I, but I also was a patron of their channel. So I, I knew they would be open to it where Sammons was the first guy I really got on. And Sammons has a very good sense of humor. And before I had asked him to come on, Eric had given me some writing advice 
I had sent him an article and he had given me some, but I had a bit of a relationship there to, to work on where Taylor, right. dude, you know how many shows asked Taylor to come on? All of them. Everybody wants I mean, Taylor on. He's on with, ta- with Jack Posobiec and yeah, it's, I mean, he's going on. He's going on the War Room. It's like you get Taylor on, and that's like game changing for your show. So I mean, you have to be realistic. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that guy. Salmons is legit, and he's funny. My still, uh, Daniel, my favorite Catholic uh, episode on YouTube, like the favorite Catholic show that ever aired on YouTube, is Eric Salmons and Taylor Marshall. Speaking about traditional Catholicism, when Taylor thought they were going to speak about the liturgy, and Eric took it in a whole different direction and talked about living the life of fasting and feasting, and it is by far my favorite show ever to air on Catholic YouTube. Um, um, I had this one up on screen just because I was going to mention uh, Rick Barrett, uh, the Barrett Brief. He, Catholic uh, men shows that talk about stuff like guns, swords, footballs, killing bears with your bare hands. Uh, news from the pew. Yep. News from the pew. Those guys are our friends. Enoch is on that show. Rick Barrett and Steve Cunningham and uh, John um, Arrington. Those guys are they're up there with my favorite shows to watch, man. Um, dude, Daniel, that is the best show that ever aired on YouTube. It changed my faith. It changed the way I see, I view my faith. It changed, it changed the way I live my faith. So if you can recycle some of those clips, put some of those clips out. Cause that show is that show where the, I'll actually, I'll find it because I've gone back and listened to it again and I'll, I'll tag you in it because that show is by far the best show that ever aired. They, those two together when they're, on together, they just they click and they they're amazing. So, um, uh, so uh, all right. So Daniel, normally we do trivia on Thursday nights. Tonight we're just these other these other shows are kind of impromptu. But next time I'm going to go on, I'll 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 make sure I tag you in my uh, in my Twitter profile because you. I mean, and I always when we do them, they're usually they're usually seven or eight p.m. Yeah, we usually do eight p.m. Eastern. Seven, yeah. 8 Eastern, we usually do. Tonight we went a little late because it's a Friday night. But, guys, thank you so much, man. This was a fun one, Rob. We did two hours, and it went by like that. Yep. Uh, That's how you know it's a good show. To, to make sure I don't get killed by my wife, let me... Plug her Etsy? Let me plug her Etsy. <laughs> because she does really... She's. She, that's what she's been working on the last few days. Is Tonight, a, tonight's show was Unpopular Opinions, Daniel, and we talked about uh, I, I just like to challenge trads a little bit. And we talked about Mary, did you know? And then we talked about the gay marriage bill. And I, I took the unpopular opinion on both of them. Let me know what you think. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. uh, my wife does uh, sculptures, uh, usually of birds. Uh, it's The store name is Blyton's Birds on Etsy. Uh, this is a burrowing all that she did. Um, they are a desert also, hence the, uh, the skull there, but, um, yeah, Blyton's birds on Etsy and she can do custom sculptures. Otherwise she has a couple that, that she has pre-made right now. Come on, Christmas is coming Uh, up guys. You got to get gifts. That's a great Christmas gift. I'll, I'll type it in the chat right now. That's a great Christmas gift. Um, they're cute ornamental to put them up on, on the shelves and it helps Rob, from like if if Hope sees that you guys are buying her birds, she'll be a little more lenient with Rob for him coming on the show with us. So you're basically paying her off. 
And I'm all for that. <laughs> yes. So Daniel, we have Eric Salmons coming on um, the, the, the Tuesday following Thanksgiving. So after Thanksgiving, and, the 30th. And last oh. night was Advent trivia done by on us meaning on meaning of Catholic. So we were on meaning of Catholic last night. We did Advent trivia. And then the, uh, on November 30th, we have Eric Salmons coming on. We're going to discuss his Jesse tree book and we're doing an Advent show. Uh, maybe Daniel could cut some clips up and throw those out there for us. Cause Daniel's actually one of the, the greatest editors on the world in the world. So uh, I will remind you before we do that show, Daniel, um, yeah. we do have Eric Sanders coming on to discuss Advent. Also to throw it out. Uh, I saw you had put this out there earlier before I took it down, but for anyone that does that, you know, create content, either YouTube or other platforms, feel free to share it in the chat. So not just that, Samantha, if you have, if you have a channel, reach out to us and come on trivia with us. And at the end of the trivia show, you can promote your YouTube channel. You know, for instance, uh, where, hold on. Where is we had Kyle on, right? Kyle got to promote his and Samantha, we would love to have another, another woman on. So we usually have Angela on. So if you're willing to come on trivia, let us know. And you can come on trivia and promote your channel at the end of the trivia show. That's really the best thing we can offer to anybody because it gives them a chance to actually meet you, see your personality, see how you do. And then, you know, I mean, our audience is always willing to give our friends a chance. So I know we had a, a couple of the shows that we actually have our friends with. Almost all of our audience became followers of their channels and stuff. So, um, yeah, Daniel, I'll remind um, you when that's coming up. You know, also, like Light of Christ Press. He's got a he, he's got a book that he self published, and I've never seen him share it. So, Justin, feel free to feel free to share that in here whenever you want, man. Yeah, anybody that's a regular, especially if you guys like, we'll always promote your stuff. Like, we we would love to help anybody out that helps us. So, um, yeah, thank you guys. Two hours on the dot, Rob. Perfect. Not bad. It's, like, it's almost it's like, like we planned post. it. Yeah, it's like hitting the post. <laughs> that's what that's a radio term. When you hit your post. So yeah. two hours. Yeah. Hope. Thank you for giving me your husband. Uh Christmas shoes stinks. I'm so glad she can't hear you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna send her the clip on Twitter. Christmas think, shoes stinks. Christmas shoes stinks. Christmas shoes is a terrible song. No, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's whoa. We'll edit YouTube, that out. Bro. No one saw that. We'll, we'll edit that out. We'll edit that one out. Don't worry about it. We'll yeah, edit that out. Don't worry about that, guys. Yeah, we edit that out like we edit everything out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> out. Okay. You know, the clans. Enoch. Let's go. Yo, yo. Uh. Take me back to my reversion. Unite the clans, I give thanks to each person. It's that same holy water that we immerse in. It's that same tradition that we all each verse in. United we stand and divided they win. Hope says she's sorry and that she thought we were in the green room and we weren't streaming live. So Dude, I sorry, care. everyone. I it was fun. Who cares? No, hey, the show's still on. Oh, we're still I'm live. I'm, no, I care. That was terrible I'm, that she did that. I'm telling everyone it was an accident on her part. That's, okay. Come on. Our audience knows. Come on. There's no kids watching. All right, guys. We're signing out okay. for this time. Have a good night. <laughs> United the clans. Enoch. Let's go.